Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Alaska. My name's Janelle and I'm gonna be your guide. Okay, excuse me why I stretch my smile. That's me, May through September. I've given that speech over 500 times now. I work tourism here in Alaska. In fact, that's what brought me up to um, Alaska right now. My first summer, I got a job on the railroad, and I still remember how excited I was, glued like a starfish to my airplane window as I watched the shoreline and the snow-capped mountains stretch on for miles. However, for those of us who arrive the end of April and have never heard the term breakup before, it's not quite the greeting we expect. We step off the plane into about the saddest spring you've ever seen. Uh, nothing but gray, garbage, gravel, and no road lines whatsoever to indicate lanes or what the right direction on a one-way is, okay? So I'm sorry, we're all sorry. And at that point, I just wondered, holy crap, Photoshop is getting amazing these days. But I was still hopeful. And so I jumped right into our seven-day intensive training where I learned about logistics and tour patterns, safety features. I swept my fire extinguisher back and forth. Um, and I tried to cram about the equivalent of an associate's degree of Alaska history into my brain so I retained something. Then, ready or not, it's your turn. Here's a brand new shirt and vest, your very own name tag and the microphone, and 60 guests in front of you, and you're their Alaska expert. <laughs> I was calm, I was cool, I was ready. Okay, I was terrified, and at this point I realized I'm an imposter, and I'm a fraud, and I'm pretty sure that they know it. <laughs> at least I was only from Washington, so I wasn't like a Floridian trying to pose as an Alaskan, you know, it's, it's like a cousin or a next door neighbor that lives thousands of miles away. Um, and so I told myself, just calm down, you know, remember what they told you. Use a lot of we statements. Say words like lower 48 and snow machine. <laughs> Above all else, always call the mountain Denali. And if you get really desperate, just start throwing out some native terms or pronounce the town of Talkeetna correctly and they'll believe anything you say. Ladies and gentlemen, as we depart Anchorage here, we're leaving the largest city in Alaska. Over 40% of the state's population lives here, including myself. And at this point, I realize I'm getting super nervous, so I'm just going to go ahead and talk faster as I tell you about the railroad move their headquarters from Seward here to Anchorage in 1915. These are the two Gatch Mountains here on our right-hand side, the Kinnick River here on our left-hand side. We're going to drive all the way around it, birch and aspen trees, and aren't they beautiful? Oh my gosh. In 30 minutes, I just, one, forgot to breathe, and two, used up all my information that I learned. <laughs> I have these guests for three more hours. Plan B, plan B, personal time, okay. Hi folks, how are we doing? Enjoying our trip to Alaska? Oh, you have a question. Questions are like landmines at the beginning. <laughs> You're never quite sure where they're gonna pop up or if they're gonna explode in your face and destroy your credibility. Oh, you want to know how long I've been doing this? Yeah, just a little while now. 47 minutes, ma'am. <laughs> Please don't tell. I think they need me downstairs, excuse me, as I run away. And now it's not just questions at the beginning that can trip you up. You learn your presentation, um, but your jokes, your presentation, they're, they're met with a wide range of response. And that can sometimes throw you off too, for example. My parents were a little bit nervous when I came to Alaska, but my mom, she was pretty excited. She was hoping that her only daughter might finally get married, and she had heard that there were a lot of men up here in Alaska. You know what they say, those odds being good. 
Unfortunately, I had to call her a couple weeks later to let her know, while mom, the odds are good, the goods are odd. <laughs> yeah, you've heard it before, I get it, you know, no big deal. <laughs> but that joke is usually a hit, and I'll get everything from rolling laughter, thank you South Carolina, to complete <laughs> crickets. And I'm sorry, New Jersey, I know you're not impressed. And in fact, I cannot cut down the trees so that you can see nature. I can't. Yes, I will pass that on to the railroad. I'm writing it down right now. It's not just comments like that. There's stupid questions throughout that will throw any experienced tour guide off. And if you are one of those people who don't believe in stupid questions, you've never worked tourism. Yeah. Got some believers out there. Here's some examples. I'll just get to this side. Uh, Janelle, what elevation are we at? Typically normal question, except I just talked for the last five minutes that this is the ocean out our window. <laughs> so we're about 25 feet. And yes, you're my same lady who was paddling on the Prince William Sound and asked her sea kayak guide. He lightly dipped down, a little salty, I'm gonna go zero. <laughs> yeah, we're at sea level currently, right now. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Janelle, I'm glad I caught you. What time is our eight o'clock tour tomorrow? Uh, the tour is actually at eight o'clock. However, thank you for asking. I do want you here at 7.45. It's a great question. <laughs> question, yeah? Uh, yeah, excuse me. When does a caribou turn into a moose? Like at what age? <laughs> they do not pay me enough for this job. <laughs> That's a good question. That's what I say when it is not a good question. <laughs> Although they're both members of the deer family, caribou and moose are actually different species. I bet the moose wish they were you know, not so left out at Christmas. <laughs> the shoulder shrug comes when I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> and I just walk away. Now you may judge these individuals, but guess what? You're perfect for tourism because they actually encourage you to read your audience, which means judge large groups of people. You see Midwesterners coming and you're doubling up the beer. Uh, you see different ethnicities step on board and uh, make sure we got some vegetarian food for them. Um, and then you seemingly judge everybody based on whether or not they're going to tip you. So that's familiar. Uh, unfortunately, I became one of those. And as I said goodbye to the Golden Girls from Nebraska one day, uh, they showered me with verbal compliments but left me absolutely nothing. I smiled, they walked away, kiss on the cheek, thank you so much for that. I love being touched by random people. <laughs> and as they walked away, I said, bless their sweet little hearts. And that's when I realized, what had I become? I meant what I said in my interview, that I actually love people. Um, and I was excited to be here. And as I went home, I came back the next day on board, and I no longer saw cattle that we just moved from gift shop to gift shop. I, start, I started to see my parents, my grandparents, my aunt and uncle, neighbors, friends, siblings, and I realized that these people, like me, had come at all costs to see this great land for themselves. It was at this point that I called my mom and I let her know, I've fallen in love. I have some pretty odd goods, but through falling in love with my guest, I actually fell in love with a state that I now call home. And I mean most of what I say when I end my tours. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure to share with you my home. Please come back and visit us or send your family and friends our way. And don't tell the others, but you are my favorite group. Thank you.